is Jerry Norton. I'm here with Nick Former, and we are here in front of his very first deal, wholesaling this house, and uh, just really excited to be here with you, Nick. Yep, good to be here. This is my very first deal. Um, only made about 1,500, but for me, that was awesome. You know, not knowing anything about real estate, you know, putting no money into it, making 1,500 bucks was great. Nick is actually one of my students. He took some of my training, got some of my programs and systems. And then he did what's really great is he went out and he took action and he did a couple of deals. And I'm just really thrilled to have an opportunity to be here with him, uh, get to meet him in person. And actually we are standing in front of his very first deal that he did. This is the house behind us here. Uh, so he wholesaled this deal, right, Nick? Yep, and we're gonna talk all about that. We're gonna get to know Nick a little bit and we're just gonna kind of uh, find out more about how he did this deal because what's exciting is when you do that first deal and Nick, this was only what, $1,500? Yeah, it was only $1,500. Okay, now we say only $1,500 and, and maybe if you're watching this and you're listening, you're thinking, well, geez, what's that gonna do for me, right? In, in the big scheme of things. But it represents way more than just $1,500. Yes. It's doing that deal, it's getting that confidence, getting that success. And that catapults a lot of things. I know for me, when I did my first deal, you know, it was the same thing. It wasn't very much, but it just, I, I felt then like an investor. I, I felt like, okay, I'm doing real estate. And I know you've kind of had a similar experience. You went on and did another deal and you're working on other things. So that's awesome. So Nick, maybe just tell us a little bit for a minute or, or, or briefly, you know, who you are, um, maybe, maybe uh, what you do or, or, did yeah. before this kind of absolutely just a little background yeah, absolutely so i uh i grew up here in pleasant grove this we're in provo now but um right now i work as a corrections officer at the utah state prison um i work graveyard so that's you know kind of puts a damper on the investing schedule it's nights right yep so i work 6 p.m to 6 a.m 12 hour shifts and um working there i i always grew up with the mentality you know get a job get a good job mm -hmm. work 20 30 years get a pension and then I started working at the prison and realized that that's no longer the case. Yeah. And so then I bought your course and that's when I started in real estate investing. So I started working at the prison and realizing that I need to take control of my financial life. Awesome. So, so you had that kind of awakening. You thought real estate, that's the way to do it. Yep. It's, you know, that's what happened to me. That's what happens to a lot of people is they, they look at real estate as the vehicle to kind of get there, right? Exactly. Um, and so as a natural progression, you, you do wholesaling, right? That's yep. kind of the... For most people, when you get into real estate investing, your first step is, is wholesaling, and then hopefully you kind of grow from there and transition from there and do other things. But uh, so you did that, you got some of my training, and um, now tell me, let's talk now about your deal here. So we're, we're here in front of this house. Um, now this house, what's cool, I think it's kind of cool, is you wholesaled this, but you didn't wholesale it to a rehabber, you wholesaled it to another wholesaler yep. who then wholesaled it to a rehabber. Yep. Um, and the reason why I think that's cool is because it just goes to show one that you got a good deal. Yeah. And because, you know, somebody else was able to then take your deal and wholesale it. Yep. Do you know how much they made? Any idea? I think they made close to 10 grand. Close to 10 grand. Yep. So, so the second thing I'm just, you know, it's, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, I left all this money on the table. But it, but the other thing is it lets you know what your potential was on this deal. Yep, exactly. And how important it is to 
you know, network and build a cash buyer mm-hmm. list because this could have been an 11.5 deal yep. instead of a $1,500 deal, right? Exactly. But that's a huge lesson. That's an awesome lesson. Yes. I hope you took that and said, holy cow, I could have made 11.5 on this deal. I got I to gotta keep working and building a, my network mm-hmm. and my buyer's list, right? Yep. Okay, so do you remember some of the numbers here? What was, I do. What so was your buy on this? We, I got it under contract for 106000 106. At the time, okay. there were comps running in the around 200,000. On the retail side. Yep, on the retail okay. side. So almost 50% off. Yeah, and yeah, great. Um, How much repairs do you think they put into it? I mean, it's kind of a guess, but I mean, they, they I would looks imagine, like they did some work on it. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, this found where all this dirt is right here. Yeah. That foundation was caved in. So they the had block because it looks like a block foundation. Yeah, it's I, I think it's a cinder block. Yeah. And um, it only went halfway down the wall, and so the wall was bulging in, and it actually broke through. So they had to go in and, and redo the foundation. Which is which is kind of scary. Yeah. That's scary yep. for a lot of yep. a lot of people. Foundation issues. Yep, exactly. Yep. And then there was an encroachment issue. Right back here on the driveway, it, right down the drive, you know, the middle of the driveway is a property line. Yeah. And so part of the garage is sitting in the neighbor's yard. So that's kind of a so problem. They had to solve the encroachment <laughs> issue. And then they needed new carpet. They needed to redo the, the two kitchens. There's one upstairs, one downstairs. Uh, new paint. Yeah. So it's and, on a basement and, and yeah. finished both levels. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This actually has like a mother-in-law apartment in it. Gotcha. So okay. They had two, you know, two kitchens to do, two uh-huh. bathrooms. And this was a bank owned. It was an REO, yep, right? It was an REO. Yeah. Yep. And so um, you went in there, made an offer, mm-hmm. right? Cash offer. Yep. And what's really cool is is you used um, a technique that I've been teaching for a long time. It's an awesome technique. I see very few people do it. You actually took it and did it, which is you, you used an LLC, mm-hmm. a designated LLC specific for this property, and then you assigned your LLC to your buyer. Yes. Which, what it did is it allowed you then to do a single close, right? Because you didn't mm-hmm. have to come to the table with cash. Yep, I and put no money into the deal. No money into the deal. Now, this is so cool because with REOs, there's a rule, right? That you mm-hmm. can't what? You can't assign the contract. You can't assign your contract with REOs. It's just something the banks have on there. They don't want to deal with assignments and wholesalers. So they actually have in, in the REO contracts, almost all, I haven't seen any bank-owned properties that will allow it, yeah. where it specifically says you cannot assign this contract. What that means, if you don't know, is it means if, if he were to have got this under contract in his name or his entity name, he would have had to first close on it for 106000 come to the table with cash, then turn around and done another closing to his to his cash buyer and then probably paying closing fees both ways yeah it just wouldn't have worked no he wouldn't made it it just wouldn't have worked so so that is so cool i I love that technique we actually teach that technique and uh and you did it which to me is just thrilling because like i said um you know i don't see a whole lot of people actually take it and do it and and you did so so I want to congratulate you on doing that oh well thanks for teaching it (laughs) yeah well um so good job and you know, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, uh, how you found that buyer. Okay, so you got, did you have the buyer already kind of in mind? Did you already um, know him or did you I get did. the deal first? I did know him. So I, um, I, st- I started making offers on homes, but at the same time was trying to build my cash buyers list, yeah. like your training teaches. And I actually, his name was Luke and he, uh, I found him through a website and just, you know, 
Googled cash buyers, Utah. It, okay, yeah, you know, in the area. And there he was. And um, I reached out to him and said, hey, I'm doing some hold to sell deals. Would you like to be on my list? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And he actually, you know, he helped me out. He was running comps for me because uh -huh. he had access to the MLS. And yeah. it, it's, it's been a good relationship, and I still talk with him today. So That's great. So just Googled cash buyers. Simple. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one technique. You really? did it, and it works. And... Uh, you know, the, the key there, I think, is you got on the phone, you talk to them, you build rapport, yep. um, and that's that's awesome. So th did that conversation happen after you got this under contract, where you met him, or before? Oh, uh, I actually met Luke before. Okay, so, before. Yep. Yeah. And that's another really exciting technique is uh, is talk to these cash buyers, find out what, they, what they're looking for, what markets they like, what areas they like, what price range, that kind of thing, and then go find them a deal. Exactly. You know, we call that reverse wholesaling, but... Yeah. but Luke's his name. If if you do things right, you should be able to continually wholesale deals to him. Mm -hmm. That's how valuable you know building that list is and making those connections. Yep. So that's great. So um, and you brought up another point I want to just talk about a little bit is uh, he had access to the MLS, right? So is he was he licensed? licensed? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm a big proponent of of getting your license in your market. You don't have to have your license, but it just you know, comes in so handy because yeah. you can run comps, you can look up, you know, history on, on the deal. You just, you can figure out a lot of things yeah. with that MLS. So if you don't have MLS, it means you got to, you got to have a good relationship with, with an agent who does, who will kind of help you go through some of that. Yeah. Critical and have you been have. able to do that? Yeah. I've actually, you know, built some relationship with some, with a couple different realtors and actually got MLS access through them. And great. so it's nice because I can run my own comps and yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Invaluable tool, for sure. Now, um, have you been able to make any contact with the rehabber who bought this from Not yet. Um, yeah. I've taken down his number, and I still need to call him up and, yeah. and talk to him, but, but not yet, no. Okay. Um, and you have to be careful there, too, because you made a relationship with his wholesaler, yep. Luke, right? Yep. And so, you know, it's a small town. Real estate investing is a small world, so you want to be careful yep. not to... Not to um, you know burn any bridges or step on any toes. Exactly. We're doing things. So, so what's your goals now? So, you, so you did this deal. You went on. You did a, you did another deal. How 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 quickly was the second deal after this one? Um, I think so. We closed this one in February of this year, and then we did. I closed my second deal. I believe it was in April. It was April, April or okay. May. So, so it was just a couple months after. Right. I gotcha. did my second deal. And that was a little bigger. Yeah, that one was actually a seven thousand dollar profit. Nice. But because I. It was a JV deal, a joint venture deal. So then we split that. You had to split it. And so okay. it was only thirty five hundred, but seven thousand total. Yeah. 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 Great. So. Yeah, and we'll we'll check that one out too and talk about that one. Yeah. But um, what are your goals now? What are you shooting for now? Um, right now, like, real estate is just supposed to be my vehicle to financial freedom. Um, you know, working as a corrections officer, we don't make very much, and and if I could build a business that brings in, you know, six thousand dollars a month. That's going to triple the income that I live on now. Yeah. And if you think about it, yeah. that's one deal, yep. maybe two, yep. but it, that should be one deal. Yep. And, but I would say, I mean, for anyone, I mean, I don't know if I can give a little advice for the, yeah, for the please. first timers, when you're new, stay, you know, be aware of the shiny object syndrome <laughs> because I've fallen into that. <laughs> and so what do you, what, do, what is the shiny object syndrome? You know, tell be, us what that is. It's where you, you may get involved in real estate and you'll, You'll start to learn about all the different strategies. You know, there's wholesaling, fix and flipping, um, 
tax sales, tax liens, you know, oh, yeah. all that good stuff. Dozens and or hundreds. Yeah, there's hundreds of ways to make money in real estate. But you just need to pick one and get good at it and then move on to the next one. Whereas what I did is I did a couple deals, saw a new strategy and said, oh, I'm going to go try that. Mm. And then I killed my momentum. Mm. So now I'm coming back to, to where it all started, coming back to the roots and getting back into it. Because I, you know, started with wholesaling and then I was like, okay, now I'm going to do seller financing. And then I got into tax overages and mm. which has been good. I mean, I actually made some money from that, but but it's, you just need to focus on one, get good at it, then move on to the next strategy. Excellent. I'm, thank you for saying that. I, I think that's really good advice. And, uh, you know, when I first started, I wholesale, I did wholesaling and I didn't, I didn't touch another strategy for about two years. I just wanted to get that down and, and get that momentum going and, and you will, and you'll get to that point where you're, where you're doing three, four or five deals a month. And then it's just like really exciting, you know, and, and the goal with real estate obviously is, is to progress, you know, and this is something that I, that I talk about a lot. You know, I started out with junkers, you know, way, way less than even this kind of, kind of deals, you know, in, in Detroit. And, um, and it was great. I do those deals, three, five, you know, six, seven thousand dollar wholesale deals. And, um, and eventually you can then say, okay, I think I'm ready now to take on a rehab yeah. or I'll start raising capital to do my own deals. Or, yeah. you know, you, you say, instead of, instead of leaving money on the table for the rehab or I'll do this one, maybe yeah. keep wholesale, you know, but that transition, like you said, you got to be really careful not to chase after those shiny objects because yeah. they're there, you know, they're always oh, yeah. there. And better to really focus in and get good. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So I think you're in the right direction there with, uh, with really learning wholesaling, really doing it. And, you know, there's people don't think this often, but there's a lot of opportunities in the market oh, if you're yeah. willing to get out there and hustle. Yep. And, uh, you know, you're willing to take that initiative and get out there and, and, and make offers. You know, I tell people, make offers, make offers, make offers. The more offers you make, the more deals you get. Yep. And so true it, too. It's, it's just a matter of that. So, um, any final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, no, the biggest thing, avoid the shiny object syndrome. Awesome. Just dedicate yourself and then just take action. And you know, the more action you take, the more magic seems to happen. That's been my experience. Yeah. You know, the more action you take, things just kind of come together. Even though you may not know what you're doing, I still am, I'm still learning, you know, and still in a beginner. But things just kind of come together as you continually take action every day. So Nick, this being your first deal, were you glad you didn't have to do it alone and kind of figure things out and, and you know, make, make a lot of mistakes along the way and maybe shortcut some of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, when I was able to invest in your program, um, being able to have not only the information, but the biggest thing for me was the tools, such as, you know, the proof of funds to be able to make cash offers. That was the biggest thing for me was having those tools in place to be able to go out and implement what you were actually teaching. And so it gave me the confidence to go out and to do and to actually, you know, go out and actually do a deal without ever having any experience in real estate. Well, thank you, Nick, for taking the time to yeah, be here. And you bet. I want to congratulate you, you on your success doing this deal and, and sharing with us kind of your, your words of wisdom and how you got started. And, yeah. and uh, I'm just really looking forward to watching you progress and, and reach those goals you have and, and really hit it big. So yeah. right. thanks for joining us.